0: As we apply the book of Genesis and we're going into chapter 40, we're going to see a topic this this morning that uh, it's easily applied. It's one that you're going to immediately be able to put into into your lifestyle. And I hope that you will. So let's just jump in there. Before we, we go too far, you know that we always give you five questions. These are the five questions we'll cover. And you can fill in the blanks as we go along, especially if you're part of the School of Biblical Studies. Screenshot that. Got it? My buddy Dennis over there in Kenya who's watching. He's screenshotting that, I suspect, so that he can fill in the blanks. All right, here we go. Genesis chapter 40, I'm going to ask, I'm not going to ask the question, I'm going to make this statement, remember to not forget. I often make that statement around Thanksgiving time because that's what we try to do at Thanksgiving. We try to remember all the things that we have been given and we're thankful for them. Well, I think it's really something that needs to be reminded throughout, our life twenty four seven as a matter of fact, because for whatever reason we do forget easily, do we not? I I turned sixty this year, and I got to be honest with you, I've watched my memory slip. Um, now it's not dramatic. I don't I don't think I got dementia or Alzheimer's or anything like that, but it it, it I've seen myself. You know, I, I they make fun of these little things. You know, these little memes they put on Facebook. You know, a guy goes into the room and then he asks himself, "Why did I come in here?" I do that. The other day, I walked with Cindy as we were getting out of the car. We walked back into the house, and I said, I I can't find my phone. Cindy said, it's in your hand. I had two or three items in my hand, one of which was my phone. You know what I'm saying? Memory. But it's not just older folks who struggle with memory. Young people struggle with memory as well, especially if it's not a priority. If something just kind of passes into their life and then passes out of their life, They don't really tag it as something necessary to be remembered. Let me just step on toes. Your child spends probably a maximum of three hours in what we would call the collective church service. About three hours a week. That's just like passing through. You compare that to the number of hours they spend in school, and you recognize that even a child can begin to see which is more important to his parents. That I go and make it to school, or I go and make it to be with God's people and learn about the Word of God. Memory is so very important, especially when it comes to God, because we are so prone to forget. This is the story of Joseph in chapter 40. And uh, I've kind of tried to sandwich it together just to kind of give you the, the main highlights here, but... If you remember in chapter 40, Joseph is in prison, and he's going to meet up with two fellas who have also been in prison. One's a, a butler or the cupbearer, and one's a baker. And these guys are going to have some dreams, and he's going to interpret their dreams. And after they have these dreams, uh, Joseph is going to make a statement after they have the dreams and they come to him and or he comes to them and and finds that you know they're, they're struggling with this joseph says to them do not interpretations belong to god please tell them to me i found that and it's not really the point of my sermon but i think it's really important that you see that notice he says look interpretations belong to god so tell them to me in that statement joseph is clearly saying i still have the favor of god i may be a prisoner but god and i are tight And so even it seems in prison, Joseph did not give up on God or feel like God had given up on him. And so he's going to say, tell me the dreams. And they do. And Joseph is going to interpret the dreams, as you know. But after he interprets the first dream for the butler, he's going to say to the butler, remember me. Now, he doesn't say that to the baker, because you might recall that the interpretation for the baker is basically you're going to be executed. So there's no sense in asking him to remember him. But he does say it to the butler because the butler's interpretation is you're going to be restored to your former position. When you get there, tell Pharaoh about me. I'm down here in jail and I'm an innocent fellow. I don't don't deserve to be dead. Remember me. I want to take those two words and develop it into three ideas with regard to remembrance that are absolutely significant to you and I. I'm going to take you now many years into the future And we're going to see the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And we're going to notice that even God recognizes that those of us who he created struggle with this memory thing. That uh, we just don't place a high priority on the things that should be prioritized. We major in the minors when we should be majoring in the majors. The things that are really important and those things are of God. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 6... This really neat passage, God understanding how easy it is to forget. He says to his people, this is the second giving of the law, and it's being stated through Moses, when you get into the promised land, don't forget. And the way you can keep from forgetting three things are going to be included in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Notice he says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them, that's the first one, you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit at your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God, recognizing that we needed reminders, gave us three in this wonderful passage that the Jews call the Shema. First of all, he's going to say we need word reminders. Notice what he says here. Teach them diligently to your children. Talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. So they need need to be verbalized. These priorities need to be stated. This is why it's so very, very important that you homeschool. Because I want you to notice what he says here. You need to do this all day long, you read the passage again, when you rise up, when you lie down, when you 24-7, you should be communicating God. But when you send your child off to other places for the majority of their week waking hours during the week, they, whoever they are, those are the folks who dominate the conversation and most of it's not going to be about God. One of the blessings that we found about homeschooling is I don't care what the topic is. You tell me the topic and I'll show you that this relates to God. If it has any relevance to our condition, as far as humans are concerned, it's going to talk about God. Yeah, I don't care if it's science, sports, whatever it is, it's going to be able to be related to God. We as parents need to dominate that time because we have such few years to develop within the hearts of our children the remembrance of God. I want you to do something. when you When you go into your corporate setting, whenever that happens to be, Maybe it's this morning. I want you to do this for me. Look around the room. Don't count the number of babies. they got to be here because Mama's bringing them. Don't count the number of toddlers. They're forced to come. What I want you to do is I want you to count the number of older teenagers who are no longer there. The empty seats. When they get to a place where they can begin making decisions for themselves, they leave the church. Why is that? Because moms and dads did not teach them to remember. If you want to teach your child to remember, it's going to involve word reminders 24-7. From the time they get up in the morning to the time they go to bed at night, if you as a parent dominate their time, you as a parent can make sure that their time is dominated by words of remembering God. If you ship them off to somebody else, I guarantee you that's not going to happen. So the first thing with regards to remembrance is that we've got to have word reminders. Teach them. Talk about it, he says. Number two, if you're going to remember well, and this is an interesting one. As I was thinking about it, I was trying to come up with some applications in our own lives. You shall bind them as signs on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Little boxes that they used to hang between their eyes. Um, The second thing I'd suggest to you with regards to reminders is they need to be worn, worn reminders. Things that you actually put upon your body. I've seen back in the day, my oldest son, I remember he used to have a bracelet. I don't remember what the bracelet was, but it had something to do with the idea of remembering those who are enslaved, uh, uh, human trafficking, that kind of thing. Um, some of you have got other things with regards to maybe a special necklace that has a cross on it or whatever it may be. But he, he says that in order to remember, they, they should be worn reminders. I'll tell you something that I do. It's been about two months ago. I went to a local print shop, and I had them print me up a dozen t-shirts. I've got a t-shirt for every day, but all the t-shirts say the same thing. They're different colors, thankfully, but they all say the same thing. One word, Jesus. That's all it says, just Jesus. And I wear those almost every day. And I love wearing them because it does two things. It alerts everybody who approaches me. and I got it on the back, too. One word, Jesus on the back, Jesus on the front. Whether they're coming toward me or they're walking away from me or they they see my back, they see my front, whatever it is, they see the word Jesus. So it's a reminder. Think about Jesus. But maybe the more powerful thing is that it reminds me. I was in a difficult situation just last night. I had to take a product back to a a particular store. And as I went in, I told Cindy that, you know, I may have to just tell them bluntly, I've got to have an exchange. And she reminded me, hey, remember your shirt. Remember your attitude. You're representing Jesus. It was a reminder. And so I think the second point is also quite powerful. And maybe you need to make a list in your own life of, of various ways that you can wear something. A worn reminder, just like they bound them on, as a sign on their hand or on the front lines between their eyes. Something that you can wear that reminds you of Jesus. Then number three, Written reminders. Written reminders. Notice he says in verse 9, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, everywhere they looked and in every direction they communicated, God was central to that. From the way they spoke words, to the things that they wore, to the, if you will, graffiti that was written on their house everything reflected God. My little wife is really good about putting little sticky notes around, you know, that have a memory verse on it or or something of that nature. She's got little plaques that she buys, you know, at Hobby Lobby or wherever it is, that has a positive God message on it, you know, all over the house. It's hard to look in any direction without seeing God. That's the point. Because we are so prone to forget, you need to decorate your house with God. You need to wear stuff. That reminds you of God. You need to speak all day long things that remind you of God. Because remember the passage. Joseph had done something really good for that butler. Spent time with him. He comforted him. Gave him advice. Interpreted his dreams. All of those things. And he was forgotten. At least temporarily. We need to remember. Because it's more important to remember God than it was for that. Butler to remember Joseph. And our kids are not remembering God. Again, I I beg of you, take the challenge. Think about your home congregation. Glance around the room in your mind. And think about all of the young people who are now old enough to make their own decisions and they've decided not to be with God's people. Why is that? Because moms and dads ship them off to the world for the majority of their waking hours every week. They were not reminded to remember And they didn't. Soberingly enough, however, there's your three points. We've got to deal with this passage as we end. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do you suppose communion is so important, or should be so important? The Lord's Supper is so central to you and I. Because it is the moment during each week that we have a focused, intense, don't forget Jesus. Because, want to say, in the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, "The cup and the, this is the cup of the new tub uh, covenant in my blood." Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You got the bread, you got the wine. Do it in remembrance of Jesus, because we're so prone to forget. And then notice the big application, the rousing climax that you have in verse twenty-six for because here's the results for as often as you eat the bread and you drink the cup and they did that in remembrance remember it says twice as often as you do that guess what happens you proclaim the lord's death until he comes it's not just that you're remembering it's also that you're proclaiming every time you take the lord's supper you proclaim to the world i am convicted that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he had to die for my sins, and he died for yours as well. And so come to him, love him, be his. You proclaim it. Communion, Lord's Supper, is evangelistic. We need to think of it that way. And the reason it's evangelistic is because it is a reminder of the cost. It's a reminder of the love. It's a reminder of the invitation to come to Jesus. And so, remember not to forget, and the only way that you're going to do that is if you apply the Shema, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, words of reminder, wear the reminders, write down the reminders, and may I say it one last time, as strongly as I can, do this especially for the young ones. If you can develop a pattern of remembrance through the first 18 years of their life, it is likely that they then will take that by being prepared and go into the world and remember themselves and train up another generation to remember. But if you ship them off into the world for the majority of their waking hours each week, that's not going to be emphasized. And because it's not emphasized, they are likely to forget. Again, I offer you proof. Think right now of the number of empty seats in your church building. The number of younger young people who have reached an age where they can make their own decisions who departed the faith probably will never come back because moms and dads abandoned them to the world rather than taking, as the Shema says, 24-7 for 18 years, reminding them there is a God. From the time they get up to the time they lay down, everything in the day points towards God. By doing that, you condition them to remember. Here are the five questions we tried to cover.